morning, Door Creek. Good morning. Right. I'm Pastor David, one of the pastors here at Door Creek, also the pastor of the soon-to-be-launched North Madison campus. Yeah. yeah. And I know for, I've been saying that for quite some months now. It's kind of almost sounding like the Jesus is coming back again, but... Uh, <laughs> He is coming back, and we are going to launch. Just hope we get it launched before he comes back, right? Uh, but uh, thank you all for being here this morning. It is it's truly a blessing uh, to be able to share in God's word. And we are in a very, very good book, Revelation. Growing up, this was one of the books that a lot of uh, people that I went to church with would say, oh, I don't, I don't get into Revelation that book is too complicated. It's too scary. I don't understand that. And I say, you know, it, it has a lot of interesting things in it. But if you're a follower of Jesus and your heart is right and you're, you're hidden in Christ, you have no reason to fear revelation. You actually look forward to it because there are a lot of great things that are happening. But it's, it's very informative. It, it, it gives us not just what's going to happen in the future, but it gives us what's currently going on, what's happening now. And we were able to uh, share in that um, for the first uh, few weeks as Pastor Mark um, shared with us chapters 1 through 3, um, the seven churches in Asia Minor and the current state of those churches, which churches can relate to today. Or even as individuals, we can relate to today that many of those churches were going through uh, periods of um, endurance and uh, persecution, sexual immortality. Um, um, it was... Um, uh, it was lukewarm church, uh, churches that weren't, weren't hot or cold, they were lukewarm. Um, you know, the, the sexual morality was just flowing all over the place. And so we, we see that what, what God is doing is really bringing us to today of what's, what's currently happening. And Mark, Pastor Mark really broke down um, the uh, church that was lukewarm and the church that was going through you know, the sexual immorality and, and the things that was happening and just the depth of how God showed John the condition of those churches. But when we, the vision doesn't stop there because it takes us into uh, chapter 4 where we really get a chance to look into heaven and we get a chance to see what's going on in heaven, not just what's going on in the church on, on earth, but what is going on in heaven. And so chapter 4 gives us that, um, uh, that glimpse. And, and, and I'm glad I have chapter 4 because it's, it's such a great book, a great chapter. And I broke it down into three scenes. Uh, scene 1 is, is what we're going to dive into uh, first. And it's called the backstage pass, um, the behind the scenes, sort of what, what happens in heaven that you might not know about unless God shows you. And John didn't really know what was happening. God had to show him what was happening in heaven. You know how it is if you, if you go to a music concert or you go to a play or something like that and you, you know somebody who knows someone in the band and the band, they say, hey, I'm going to take you behind the stage. I'm going to take you backstage behind the scenes so you can meet some of the people. You know, you're kind of a groupie. Say, ah, I want to meet them. I want to meet them. And, you know, and you go back there and you meet all of these people and you feel privileged and honored because, you know, you get to go back there. So this is kind of like John going backstage and seeing what's happening in heaven. So we're going we're gonna to dive into that. And I want to warn you, after the first service this morning, one of the members came up to, to my wife and said, 
Tell your husband to remind them that they can talk back to him. <laughs> I said, okay. Okay. So, according to one of the members in the first service, you all can talk back to me. All right? Amen. All right. So, I guess she said that we just need reminders of that. You know, you know we, we, we all worship him in our, in our different ways. But, uh, you know, I like, I like to... I like to the response, so it's good. Amen? Amen. All right. Chapter 4. Chapter 4. And um, on the screen, you will see just uh, verses, I believe, 1 through 3, but I will be reading all 11 verses. So you have your Bibles, your um, iPhones, <coughs> iPads, iPods, <laughs> eyeglasses. <laughs> just... Uh, Grab them, please. We will be reading. And I have a confession. I have a Bible that I got out of the coat closet because it has bigger print <laughs> than the one I was using this morning because I, I kept trying to find my place. So um, I don't know. It doesn't have a name in it, so I guess it's mine now. <laughs> so I'm going to write my name in it real quick. So, so thank you for whoever left this here. I, I truly needed it. All right. Chapter 4, you have that? All right. So this is the backstage, scene one, the backstage pass behind the scenes. After this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. All right, we're going to stop there for a minute because... It's important to realize that John is saying, after this, I looked, which means that apparently he must have came out of the first vision when God gave him what to write in, of what he saw and what he heard to the seven churches so that he could record that. And then God is going into this next phase of, of vision for John to show him what must happen after this. So John is now anticipating God showing him What's going to happen next? He says, I looked and there was standing open a door in heaven. Now, an open door represents an invitation, an invitation to look into, an invitation to see, an invitation to come up, just like a backstage pass. There's an invitation for you to come and see. I'm hiding nothing. I'm going to show you everything that's back here. So come on through. The door is open. I have an open door policy. Remember, you hear that from your boss. My door is always open. You can come. All right, we, we, me and my wife always tell our kids, if our door's closed, don't come in. All right, stay out. Okay, knock first. I heard an amen out there. Amen. All right, an op a closed door means not an invitation to come in. But open door, you can come in. All right, so there was open doors, an invitation for John to see what was going on behind the scenes. He had a backstage pass, and God was getting ready to show him. So it says he heard the, the voice like a trumpet, which he recognized from the first time. He said, I heard the voice that I heard the first time, he heard it again like a trumpet. It was a unique sound. A trumpet has a unique sound. The voice had a unique sound, and John remembered it. He knew that it was the same one speaking to him that had spoke to him before. And so here it is. At once I was in the spirit. This is verse 2. 
And there before me was a throne. Now we're going to the second scene. We're going to the throne room. John is now entering into the throne room. After he heard the voice, he was immediately in the spirit. Now, John was not having a dream because a dream is associated with sleep, right? You have dreams when you're asleep. And we don't even remember three-quarters of our dreams, right? You don't remember. Oh, I had a dream, but I don't remember what it was. John remembers every detail because this was not a dream. This was a vision. A vision, which means he was conscious. He was aware that he was able to record everything, and he was able to remember these things. He was able to write them down, the things that he saw and the things that he heard. So he was in the spirit in this vision so that God could show him what God wanted him to see. So he enters now the throne room. And I just imagine the throne room is this huge room with all kinds of things in it. Just a huge room. But this is what John records. He said, before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. Someone. John's not giving us a whole lot here, is he? He said, there was a throne and there was someone sitting on it. My question is, John, who is it? Who's sitting on the throne? Well, he's not going to tell us that yet, right? But he's going to give us a description of what's going on all around the throne. Listen to this. He says, and the one who sat on it had an appearance of jasper and ruby. He said, that, that's, that's all I'm going to tell you right now. He had an appearance of jasper and ruby. But a rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. So here he is describing what's encircled around the throne, who's around the throne, 24 other thrones that elders are sitting on who are dressed in white and who have crowns on their head. Now he's giving us some good description of the elders and what's around the throne, but he's still not telling us who's on the throne. I'm wondering, I'm, it's, a, it's a mystery, John, and who is the one that sits on the throne? Well, because John has this backstage pass and he has this behind the scenes look, he's able now to do a little more investigating, okay? He's able now to, to have more revealed to him of what is on, who is on the throne, so all of these things, the encirclement of, 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 of rainbows and things, and, and then he says there's thunders and there's lightning. and there's, oh, look, look how he describes it. He says, surrounding the throne, 24 elders, he said, from the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings, and peal of thunder. In front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Now, Isaiah describes the seven spirits of God as being Wisdom, knowledge, understanding, the fear of the Lord, uh, the might, the Lord, the, the spirit of the Lord, counsel, and might. The seven spirits of the Lord. So he describes them as Isaiah did, that all of this was present in the throne room. And all of this was encircling and happening around this throne that someone sat on. Now, you know, you go to grandpa's house. Grandpa has his special seat. Grandchildren don't sit in grandpa's seat. That's grandpa's throne. You don't sit on it. 
you know, the, the seed is, is nice and formed to his, his, his cheeks and everything, and <laughs> you just don't sit on it, right? That's grandpa, that's, or that's dad's seed. You don't sit on it. You go find somewhere else. Well, this was a throne that could only be occupied by one. You had 24 other thrones that were, 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 were really more insignificant to this main throne, they, and the elders were on it. He tells us who was on those thrones, but this one throne could only be occupied by one, and we still don't know who John is talking about yet, do we? We still want to know all this fantastic stuff happening and going on around the throne. We want to get our attention off of all of those things and get it onto one, to the one who is sitting on the throne. Well, as John enters now to the third scene, he's going to tell us. This is what he says. In the center... Well, let me go back to verse 5. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings, and peals of thunder. In front of the throne, seven lamps. These are the seven spirits of God. Also, in front of the throne, there was that look, that looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. So John was seeing as clear as crystal. In the center around the throne were four living creatures. These were not dead creatures. These were living creatures around the throne. And they were covered with eyes in front and in back. Now, come on. <laughs> really? Living creatures surrounded or full of eyes. What a description, right? It says the four living creatures, one was like a lion, king of the jungle. The second was like an ox, king of domestic animals. The third had a face of like a, um, like a man, king of creation. And the fourth was like an, a flying eagle, king of all the, air, the, the fowls of the air. Each of the four living creatures had six wings. And the wings were covered with eyes. Wait a minute. All eyes, okay, all eyes on me, six wings, it says the eyes was covered with all eyes because if one eye got tired, the other eye would say, don't worry, I got you covered. <laughs> don't worry. The eyes were to watch over God's creation, which means they never sleep. They, know they don't slumber. They are constantly, they are awake always, but they had a specific job. They had a specific duty, and we're going to find out what that duty is. And as we find out what that duty is, we're going to find out who is the one that is sitting on the throne because that's what we all want to know. We don't care about the eyes so much. We don't care about the six wings so much. We don't care about the lightning and the, the thundering and the rumblings and, the, and all of that. We want to know who is the one, who is the star that sits on the throne. Hallelujah. Who is the one that's all, that, that the elders are all around and that they are lifted and glorified. We want to know who is on the throne. Well, this is what the creatures did. Creatures with all the eyes and the six wings and the face of a lion and a man and an ox and an eagle. It says, day and night, they never stop saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. That was the creature's job. 
That all day and night, they never stopped. They never took a break. They never paused. They never needed a drink of water. They never said, you know, I'm tired of standing here. I'm tired of flying on these six wings. I'm tired of looking into all these things. I need to close my eyes for a minute. No, because the other eyes were open. But they cried, holy, 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 because the Lord God Almighty is the one who sits on the throne. So now we understand with all of these things happening around you, they were only supporting and magnifying the one who was sitting on the throne. They weren't into themselves. They weren't saying, look at me. Look at me. I'm thunder. Look at me. I'm Jasper. Look at me. I'm one of the million eyes. They said the attention is on the one who sits on the throne and he is holy, holy, holy. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's holy, Lord God Almighty, who was holy, who is holy, and will always be holy. This is the one who sits on the throne. This is the one that we magnify. This is the one that we exalt. This is the one that we praise and we worship and we say hallelujah to. This is the one that we lift our hands up to. This is the one that we wave hallelujah to. This is the one who saved us. This is the one who delivered us. Holy, holy, holy. They never stopped. Never stopped saying. I've been in church before and sing a lot of songs and say, I'm going to sit on this last one because this is the fifth song. <laughs> but the creatures, regardless, I'm going to cry holy because he's holy. I'm going to shout holy because he's holy. And I'll say it again, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. But you know what? The creatures weren't all by themselves. I was wondering what those elders, what else did those elders have to do? Because they were dressed in white, which means pure, and they had crowns, which means victory. They came through some things. I don't know if you ever come through some things and, and you feel like, hey, God, thank you. I can't do nothing but cry holy, holy, holy. Because you brought me out of some stuff, Lord, that I didn't think I was going to make it to see another day. But praise God, you brought me out. When folks told me that I should be dead and gone right now, I'm crying holy, holy, holy because I'm still standing here today. Because I'm still alive. Because I'm still breathing. Holy, holy, holy. When I was broken down and out, God, you came through and rescued me. Holy, holy, holy. When you were in your sick bed, I was about to throw in the towel, breathe your last breath. Holy, 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 God brought you out. When you thought life was over because your, your marriage in, because your child wasn't acting right, but holy, holy, holy is still my praise. The Lord God Almighty, who was and is, and in case you missed it, and is to come. Hallelujah. That's what the creature said. But the elders had an answer to him. That's why we call it call and response. They called, holy, holy, holy. And this is what the elders said. Let me get on my big print here. <laughs> After the creature said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come, it said the elders fell down 
and bowed before him who sits on the throne and cast down their crowns. And this is what they responded. You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. That's our response to the creatures that are saying, holy, holy, holy. Say, he didn't just do it for you, but he also did it for me. As you cry, holy, 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 I can say, you are worthy, our Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. Because, Lord, if it had not been for you, I just would not be here today. So, Praise God. Thank God for his holiness. Thank God for his power. Thank God for his love. And that's what they sing day and night, never stopping, never resting, but crying out to him as he is the one that sits on the throne. Now, it is no longer a mystery to us. We know it's not grandpa. It's not Papa. It's God who sits on the throne. The throne doesn't belong to me. It doesn't belong to the pastor. It doesn't belong to the singers. It belongs to God. It doesn't belong to you. It belongs to God. Is God on the throne in your life? Is he in the seat in your life? Or are you on the throne and you want God to support what you're doing? No, the elders and the creatures supported what God was doing because he was the one on the throne. I know that's right. <laughs> he was the one that was lifted up high and lifted up. He was the one, even the seraphims, Isaiah talks about the seraphims in chapter 6. They cried, holy, holy, holy. This is the same, the same God who is, who's the same yesterday, today, forevermore. And our song should never change. Our song should always be holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was, who was there with me when I was going through, who is, who is still with me as I still have ups and downs, and who is to come no matter what I face, no matter what I enter into, no matter what I go through, he will be there for me. He's holy, 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 and he deserves all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, he deserves it. And we ought to lift our hands and tell him, holy, you are holy, God. You are holy, Lord. You are holy. Yes, I'm talking to you. Lift your hands and say, you are holy, God. You are holy, Lord. You are holy in everything, God. No matter what, you are holy. Even when I act crazy, he's still holy. Even when I get angry, he's still holy. Even when I slip and make a mistake and mess up, he's still holy. Even when people don't like me, he's still holy. Even when folks talk about me and criticize me, he's still holy. Even when I get a promotion on my job, he's still holy. Hallelujah. No matter what is going on in my life, nothing will ever take away his being holy, holy, holy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you go with me, if you don't go with me, he's still holy. He will always reside. He will always be on the throne. He will always reside in heaven and preside on his throne because he is God. And nobody can take that from him. No one. He's holy. And so today, this morning, maybe God hasn't been on the throne in your life. Maybe you've been sitting on the throne, kicking your feet up. And just relaxing and say, I'll get to God when I get a chance. 
this morning, I want you to switch. I want you to get out of that seat, that throne seat, and let God take his proper place in your life. God, I want you to be first, central, center of my life. Everything, the big idea is that he deserves all the glory and the praise. And the big picture is that it all points back to his birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection. Because if it had not been for that, we couldn't even cry holy, holy, holy. But thank God he gave us all a song. He gave us a new song that the angels cannot sing. We've been redeemed. And because we've been redeemed, we have a right to cry holy, holy, holy. Those are words that we should never forget because he is holy. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And the elders said, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Who wouldn't? So through this whole vision or just this part of the vision in chapter 4, John was shown how things operate in heaven. And you know the good thing about it is that this is not something we say, ooh, I can't wait, you know, because this is all going to happen in the future. Guess what? This is all happening right now. Really? Yes. The elders and the creatures. Huh? And, you know, look. We're here on 6602 Dominion Drive. We can join in with the creatures and the elders as they are crying, holy, holy, holy. We can join in with the praise party as they're crying, holy, 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 because it's all happening right now. God is being worshipped right now. I don't care what you think or what you, I'm going to hold, I ain't going to worship him. Listen, he's going to be praised no matter what. No matter what you decide to do, he's going to be praised. You can keep your lips tucked and all of that if you want to and keep your hands down, but God's name will be praised. He will be lifted up. Hallelujah. You can try to take the attention away, but that throne is lifted up and he is sitting on it and he's watching over each and every one of us. And he wants to take his rightful place in your life. So this morning as we pray, Maybe there's some of you who haven't received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Maybe he's not in your life. He's not on that throne. He's not the center of your life. You can get that right this morning. Say, Lord, I want you to take your proper place in my life, in my heart, in my relationship, in my health, in my finances, in my marriage, in my career. I want you, Lord, to lead me. I want to lift you. I want to exalt you. Who sits on the throne. Who's worthy of glory, honor, and praise. As my life, my spirit, my soul cries out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Who was and is and is to come. My God, that lets me know that he will never stop loving me. He will never stop watching out over me. He will always be there for me. He is merciful. He is gracious. He is loving. Hallelujah. He's a forgiving God. He's a God that doesn't quit and doesn't give up on you. 
He gave too much to give up. He loves you. He loves your marriage. He loves your career. He loves your children. He loves your struggle. He loves being there for you and with you in your struggle. If we would just take the time and let him know that I still think, God, that you are holy, holy, holy. I still believe and honor you with all the praise, glory, and honor. You deserve it. In spite of what I've been, you have always been God on the throne. And I thank you. Thank you for loving someone like me. For reaching way down in sin and picking me up. And cleaning all the dirt off of me. Thank you for wanting to dwell into, in this body. And my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And I love you, God, with all my heart. Thank you, Jesus, for being on the throne. We worship you today. We worship you today. Yes, give him. He deserves it. He deserves it. He deserves it. He deserves it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You deserve the praise. You deserve the glory and the honor. So this morning, you want to invite God to take his seat in your heart. I'm going to ask you to pray with me this morning. You could pray out loud or you could pray silently. silently whatever you feel comfortable in doing. And I'm going to pray the words and just ask you to repeat after me. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. Forgive me for all my sins. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died for my sins. He rose for my life. Today, by grace, through faith, you are taking your seat in my life on the throne. In Jesus' name, thank you. Amen. Praise God.